0: How many of you know that God is good? How many of you know why he's good? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Daniel 2. And we've been talking beyond the veil. Beyond the veil. And I want to help us this morning go into another facet of God that will help us to come into the knowledge of all we are in him and not only all we are in him but what he's calling us to be to the earth what he's calling us to be to the earth God doesn't need you to be holy for heaven he needs you to be holy for earth God don't need you to be a Christian for heaven he needs you to be a Christian for God don't need your influence in heaven. He needs your influence on. And so I want to bring you into a knowledge and understanding. Of all and more and what he's trying to do in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, man of God. And it reads, Daniel 2. Now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and his spirit was so troubled that he slept, his, his sleep left him. Then the king gave the commandment to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the chal- chalons and tell the kings his dream. So they came, stood before the king, and the king said to them, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the kings the interpretation. Then Daniel went in the house and made the descendants known to Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret. So Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. The, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night vision, so Daniel blessed God of heaven. Can you say amen? Where did the sister go? Did she leave? That was back there? Yes. Okay. All right. Hallelujah. I want us to understand that when it comes to understanding, as we just learned in in mastery, when it comes to wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, it, it it pays when you know how to. honor God in the processes that he take us through. It pays to stay with God through the processes that he take you through. God does not take no man through a process that he doesn't intend to make out for his glory. I'm going to say that again. God does not take no man even in sickness, health, strength, even in weakness, In fact, the disciples tried to get someone and say, why did he say, did this come upon them because of their sin? He said, no, it's coming because of the glory that's going to come through it. Which means God does nothing that he doesn't intend for the glory to come through. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Can you say amen? Are we in agreement with that? So God knows That to get certain things out of you, he had to take you through different sequential operations, different uh, uh, um, things to push you into what's already in you. He is in you. Yet he created you with gifts, talents, abilities that grace gives you the ability to do in times and in seasons. We go from grace to grace, and we go from glory to glory. So that means the faith by grace that I have now, I have to learn how to live in the portion that's been given to me. Now, I'm going to teach you just for a second. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says there have been portions given to you. There are portions of grace given to you. Somebody say portions. Which means based on the level of faith that you're able to operate on, God has portioned you a level of grace. Which means I have to come to the not only wisdom of that grace, but the understanding of that grace so I can properly arrange and manage what he's already given. When, I, uh, when I'm shown to be approved and tested that I have understood properly what I have, he adds on more. As much as given, much as. So when you understand what's required with what you have, God is open to give you more. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying so far? So we learn in mastery this morning that it doesn't matter how you pray, when you pray, what you pray. You can pray for a miracle this, miracle that. Like I told you, I believe in miracles in every way. But if you don't come to the knowledge and understanding of the grace that God has given you to manage beyond the miracle. But you become the miracle, the walking miracle in the grace that you have. You will misinterpret his ways and what he's doing and trying to get out of you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God was not only mad at Israel that they was disobeying him. He was mad because they did not try to come to the knowledge of interpreting his ways. Because although he had the promise waiting and wanted them to enter into it. He said, if they don't learn my ways and my uh, uh, grace, they're going to prove to themselves and believe in themselves more than me, the God that brought them into it. Have we got that so far? So the you that think you're ready to attain what you're praying for is the flesh you that believes in you by you. I'm going to say that one more time. I can tell God to make me a millionaire. But what I don't understand yet is that if I didn't go through the processes of the thousandaire, of the management of it, of the, the, the politica- politics of it, of the issues of it, if He made me the millionaire and I didn't go to learn the grace that's taken to manage the millionaire, The millionaire is going to crush me. Are y'all hearing me? So what believers do is we're praying to be that, but we don't go through the process that grace needs to be tested in the world frame of the spirit. Remember, we live in a different world of the spirit. The the spirit world is a different world. So we spend more time in the natural, but we want to know more things about the spirit. Now, how in the world are you going to master things in the spirit if you don't spend more time in the? That's why the Bible tells you to pray in the spirit, walk in the spirit, live in the spirit. Why is he telling you that? He's telling you if you don't learn the spirit world, you're trying to attain something that you have no reference to, nor spiritual thermometer to understanding what's behind the wall. That's why every enemy that you don't interpret or perceive, you cannot overcome. Why? Because the devil that I don't know, I'm <laughs> there's times I'm praying for something, and it's not coming, and the breakthrough is not coming. And I'm like, yeah, it's not coming. And, and God had to teach me that, son, it's not about you just breaking through. I want you to understand through. If I deliver the marriage. And y'all have no understanding, you're going to be right back in the same place. If I'm always giving you bread, but you don't know how to manifest the bread, you're never becoming the very thing that you came here to become. You are the light of the... So who's bringing light to the world? Huh? Christ in you is the hope of glory. You have something in you greater than that that which is out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? I want you to understand, and we're going to get back to this. The Bible says, but thanks be to God, who is in Christ, always lead us in triumph processions, as through us spread the fragrance of the knowledge of him. The fragrance of the what? Boy, y'all going to get a lot of this knowledge. Man, I'm getting this knowledge thing. Uh, Because we thought it was about the shout of him. Not against your shout. Please shout. I love to shout. We're going to shout. Hallelujah. But, But we think that's what gets people saved. He said it's through the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the what? Who are the aroma? Who? We are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are what? Being saved and among those who are what, which means those who are perishing and being saved, you are the aroma. Which means those who come in your presence, whether they want God, they're going to be convicted, because they just don't they don't they don't like you because you're trying to do that, or they're going to come closer to you because they want what you have. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? To those who are pastoring, to one a fragrance from death to death, to the other. A fragrance from life to life. Why in the world the verses are not in here? That's all right. Who is sufficient for these things? We are not like those who many peddlers of God's word. Look, you call them peddlers. But as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. We're going to read a lot of scripture, all right? Let's continue this. I want to show you something. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendations to you or from you? You yourself are our letters of recommendations written on our hearts to be known to be read by somebody saying I be, I'm, I'm being read. Come on, say I'm being read. I want y'all to go catch your mind up just this morning. All right, we're going to go fast. I got 20. I got 15 minutes. So come to college class really quickly. All right. We're going to catch up fast. He's saying, you are the aroma which people are reading. So you're waiting on God for God to make the miracle when God is waiting on you to become the aroma that they can read. God is trying to work through you through the grace and the knowledge of who you are. He he is in you to bring that aroma to the world. Which means, wherever I go, God is there. Wherever I go, miracles happen. Wherever I go, favor happens. Why? Because of who's in me. But the problem is, who's in me has to be more than just a religious uh, uh, ideology. Most of us are trying to bring our Christian needs into realms that don't accept that like that. You are the gospel. Somebody say, I am the gospel. That's why the Bible says you are. I'm trying to say the word. Epistle. Thank you. I know my teacher was coming with me. It was right here. I was just trying to bring it out there. You are an epistle. Which means men are going to read you to know that you have an answer that they don't have. Bosses are going to read you. I need you. See, some of us we get fired because we don't have no va- we don't understand the value that we have. When I walk in, you're never going to fire me because you need me. I got an answer that you don't have. Ah, somebody say I am the answer. Come on, somebody say I am the answer. The problem with us is we don't know that we are the answers. Say with me. And we don't know where an- the answers. Let's finish this. I know there's no verses. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. All right? Let me start. But with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stones, but on the human heart, such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. So the confidence comes through Christ towards who? God. Not that we are. Ah, watch this. Not that we are what? Sufficient in who? Ourselves. Why do you keep trying to be sufficient in you? Well, pastor, I'm not good today. Well, who told you it was about you? I'm telling. Listen to me. If you, this is why Pastor reinforcing this. I have been so happy in my life that more than I've ever been because I'm learning that more and more it's not about me. My God, you know, I'm falling short of what you want me. You called me to, and you can never grow from that mentality. This is why we don't grow if we don't know the intent of the grower. That's why you can never force people to come into the knowledge of Christ. You provoke them to want the knowledge of Christ. We are trying to force people to understand God rather than provoking them through our life while they would want a God like that. They see the world look tasteful, but they see you always bashing and always mad and always broke. And you want them to come to your Christ. When he just told you that you are the aroma, you are the epistle that they're looking at. But you don't want to be the epistle. You want to be broke, busted, and disgusted and want them to come to your church. So they come to your church because they don't want to go to hell because that's what they're probably thinking. And they, they uh, oh, that was good, Pastor. Yeah, I need to get my life right. Mm-hmm. Walk out, go to home, same. And in the world, they're using their gifts to another level. They're dressing up, going to work on another level, doing works and doing things, thinking they have to do it their way. Because I can't do it God's way. Because if I go God's way, I gotta, I got to do it the way they're telling me to do it. Are y'all hear me this morning. Rather than knowing who he is already to you, you are the living epistle. I'm looking for a day that Christians could look more joyful than the world. I'm looking for a day that Christians can look more excited about, about their drug in Christ rather than the drug in the world. Come on, drug addicts are more happier than we are. Come on. You, you, you. We, we want people to come to your Christ. And the Bible says, I'm trying to fulfill your joy. I'm what? Trying to fulfill your joy. What is he trying to do? What do God wants to do? Y'all excuse me. Y'all know I'm a different pastor. I'm, I, a scripture just came to mind and, you know, I had it in my phone, so we're going to hold on just for a second. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got to help you here. I got to help you here. I, I want to show you something here. Go to 2 Corinthians. Can you pull this up, man of God? I don't know if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. 2 Corinthians 4, 15. 2 Corinthians 4, 15. Somebody say biblical precepts. See, this is why you need Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit brings to your remembrance things. Bring them to this scripture real quick. Uh Uh-huh. Pull that up and make it big. Y'all ready for this? Somebody read that for me, like the old, old, old church would. <laughs> and it be that same person, too. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead. Come on back in the spirit. Come on, come on. Ah, now you don't want to the NIV on me. That's all right. For it is all for your sake, it's the same thing. Not all the same thing, but we're gonna work with it. Grace extended more and more people may increase thanks what? So, what is grace given more to do? I'm trying to help y'all out. More grace is given for you to be more thankful, not be more hateful. You think it's gonna cause you to give knowledge. So you can tell people how they're wrong, why they're wrong, what they're doing wrong. When God is saying, I'm trying to shine your light brighter than everybody so you can be more thankful, more enjoy. So they say, what is this drug that you got? Because I need it. I need some hope. I need some joy. Every time I look at where I come from, they go to church, but they just broke and busted and they ain't got no happy stories in their mouth. It's always in need and always, always this. And somebody always, they're always talking about each other. No, no, no. God is looking for somebody that can walk in a level of grace. Of thankfulness. Hmm. Which means, watch this, watch this. The proving that you have understood what God has given is not only by your overcome, but it's it's about your thanksgiving. I'm with you. When God give me a certain level, I'm crying like a baby. God, this is too much. God, what are you thinking about? God, why you got me all this responsibility? God, what are you doing? God, what is it? Why is it? Whatever that, what and God had to slow you down. And say, I thought your prayer that you wanted to come into some things, I thought you wanted to manage some things, I thought you wanted to see my promise. What I'm trying to see teach you, son and daughter, number one is choose life. And when you learn to choose life, I'm going to make all things work out for your good. And murking all things out for your good should put a smile on your face to fulfill your joy. And when you enjoy, it's going to be a testimony to everybody around you that they can come into the same joy that you've entered. Because they're going to be like, girl, how in the world are you doing all of this with all of that? That's when you can bring your testimony and say, girl, if you want to come into all of this while you got all of that, this is how that works. But we are on the opposite. We're calling the girl. Like what club are you going to tonight, girl? What you drinking tonight? I need some of that. I thought you were telling me to go to church with you two weeks ago. No, I'm not judging. But we haven't learned the intent of Almighty God. We think God is a dictator. And if we don't do what he say, he's going to hurt us kill us, come after us. Now, what kind of, what kind of God? Who want to talk to a God like that? I, that means I'm going to prayer of fear. This is why we sin, we don't talk to God, even though he told you come boldly. You do the wrong thing, you like, uh, God, God, I knew I should have. You never come and take what he's already given you. What has he given you? Grace. He's already carried your wrong. So why are you trying to carry what he's already carried? you trying to carry it because you think you should have known better rather than knowing that he knew he didn't know better. So he he knew you didn't know better. So he made a way for your don't don't your way not to know better so he could know better than you. Because if you knew better, you don't need him to know better for you. So we always trying to know better. (laughs) Rather than learning to embrace him better and see through knowing him better. I know it's not my sufficiency that got me there. But in our subconscious minds, we think I should know better. So I should be doing better. But the problem was you should know better. You cannot get better nor know better without him. So you hold yourself in jail for a couple of weeks because you should have known better. When God is saying, I already put that on the cross. And I say this all the time. Who makes you such a God that you're going to take your own what you did more than what he already paid for? It's like my sin and Christ Jesus. So I sin, I sin, Christ Jesus. So they're there. Now, my sin is in Christ Jesus, right? It's in Christ Jesus, is it? What we do, we don't know. God is saying, I want you to embrace me, and I'm, I got the sin. Don't worry about it. long as you got me. That's why you don't sin anymore, because you're a Christian. You're not a sinner. Somebody say, I'm not a sinner. I know every religious person told you, girl, we know. You know, we sinners saved by grace. No, you ain't. That's not Bible. Boy, y'all got quiet. Y'all didn't know that? See, this is why we got to start over. You've been taught that you are a what? Sinner. It's not biblical. How can you be saved and a sinner at the same time? How can you be paid for and, uh, how can you be guilty and paid for at the same time? It's impossible. That's why you can't live for God because you always think you're a sinner. The Bible says, let me correct the, the, the pretext and the context, y'all ready? The Bible says, all have sinned. E D, not E R. All have what? So if I'm a sinner, why do I need to get better? I might as well prove my sin and tell Jesus, you know, we all saved in our huh? No. All have sinned, watch this, and come short of the glory, didn't say you was out of it. <laughs> the problem is you keep thinking you're jumping in and out. That's not true. That's your problem. You might like, know I'm out of the garden right now. What are you talking about? If you Christ didn't die for you to come out the garden anymore, It's not even possible. Uh, come on, put me on the news. I, we, we, th- this is a helpless. Uh, pastor preaching the, uh, reach a, this is why we got to read the Bible. This is why we got to know him for ourselves. And my question is, why do I have to learn this now? When I, I should have known this when I came in. How many of y'all know it's things that God is, we should know when we come in? All right, let me get off of that. So Christ Jesus carried our... He did what? On that cross. It's in him. So when we accept him, the sin is not on me. It's on him. What we do is still on him. You can't take it off of him. But our conscience, watch this, our conscience. This is our conscience. Y'all ready? We pick up a sin conscience. Now the sin is still on him. You can't take it off. It's already been done. We pick up our sin conscience and we sit Christ down in somewhere in our minds and we carry this. We look at Christ that's in us we're carrying a sin conscience. See, God, see, I never can get it right. I'm never enough. See, this is why I'm never going to be what you call me to be. So watch this. Watch this. So you take that conscience. You turn to the world. Well, since I'm not accepted there, and, and you know, I wish I can go to a church person, but they're going to tell me I need to stop sinning. Not who he is. Watch this. What are they going to tell me? Stop what? Now, let me ask you something. Is you telling me to stop sinning, going to stop this passion in me? Oh, Jesus. Is you, 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 tell, what God is it? You think that's going to stop me from this, this law that's working in my members? When I'm in pressure and pain and temptation, that tastes in my mouth. Y'all like that pastor was deep in the world. Yeah, I, I, pastor has some issues. Yeah. You, you gotta understand. When, when the world is flirting, I'm flirting with the t- temptations of what I want to do. You think your voice telling me to stop is what's gonna get me there. Y'all listen to me. This is this is big in your discipleship the, the diagram. What believers think is what we tell people is gonna get them right. No. It's what you are going to manifest through the spirit. He's going to tell them through you. That's going to bring them to see him. Who changes people? Him or you? Oh. So you trying to convict them will never bring them to believing in themselves and who they are in Christ Jesus. Oh, y'all hear me. All right. I got five minutes. Jesus. So you're holding the conscience. Y'all ready? Sin sin what? You're not a sinner. This is the problem. Y'all see why I smile so much, yeah. This is the problem. I thought I was a sinner. I'm like, God, I'm never getting right. So I felt when I pray right, he forgave me. Like, God, oh, I cried this time, so ooh. Mmm, girl. I'm good now. I'm back ready to minister. Let me call brother Brown. What you got? What's your problem today, brother? Mhm. Yeah. No. I sure, I paid my price. I did my thing, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz cuz now you did your you did your you know you, you when you sin, you got your prayer down. I go, God, <laughs> I'm Liquid love, liquid love. You understand what I'm saying? So we get our liquid love, and we're like, "All right, I'm back right with God." Oh. I wish I knew that was a lie the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I did it with the oh. <laughs> this is why he never told you. Watch this. He never said repentance was wear yourself out. He said, have a godly repentance, which means have an understanding. Watch this. Watch this. This is godly repentance. Have an understanding of who I am to you, that you're greater than what you're doing. Not that you're better than what you're doing. These are two different things. That you're greater than what you're doing. That's encouraging, not demeaning. So if I know that I'm greater, I'm like... God, you do love me. Why am I keeping you understand what I'm saying? It's more of an embrace, not like a fear. But we've been taught it's more like God gonna get you. So we're waiting for God to get you. So the tire is flat in the morning. We like, see, I knew it. I knew he got me. <laughs> so we feel better because our tire was flat. We're like, all right, he got he got the lick back, so he got his lick back, so I'm good now. I, 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 can y'all be honest with me this morning? Oh, it's all in our language. We sit right in church and nobody corrected. We say, "Well, I know God gave me because I ain't pay my tithes." And I, you know, so this got broke and that got broke. God is after you. The devil, like, oh, I like their conscience. I can work with that. That's what you believe about your God. Cool. So sin is your de- detonator. Sin, sin is your thermometer. Oh, mm. I know the temptations that get you tasteful. Because I know how you think. It's all about when you sin that gets you off of the will of God. So you're not productive anymore. You're not proactive anymore. But you watch this, watch this, you're comfortable doing what you think that's just making a way. Oh, so you believe in that way, in sin, but you don't believe in my way. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? So I'll do the world thing in my sin because I'm like, well, they ain't judging me. So out of faith, I don't feel judged. (laughs) Are y'all reading through the lines, yeah? I'm I'm showing you how God is looking at this. Out of faith, I don't feel judged. But in faith, I feel judged. Which means there's something I'm learning that's not true. And the Bible says, you shall know it, not just have the truth. Having it is the wisdom. Knowing it is to under Ah, y'all a good class. The problem is God is trying to bring you through to know it. Ah. So where was I at? Conscience. All right, let's end this. You're walking with that broken conscience. Some of you, this season is not about you getting more word. It's about breaking the old conscience. Some of you, because of the things that you've learned year after year after year, God has to break those modalities. He has to break those understandings, those religious ideologies. He's got to break that stuff out of you because you've been judging yourself. They've been helping you judge yourself. You've been in judgment almost your whole life. And you don't know how to come out of it. That brings shame on you. And what people don't realize, the reason why people don't come to you because they feel shame around you. A child don't run to a parent that they feel shameful of. So conscience. A corrupt conscience. Keeps you out of perfected. Alignment. Watch this. When I'm in perfected alignment, the light and the lamp becomes the way. But when conscience is corrupt, watch this. I'm still in, but I've turned my face. And I'm looking at what I'm not. I'm playing with what I'm not. I'm saying, reinforcing what's already been taken, but I'm carrying a broken doctrine. And people reinforce it for me. Rather than falling. Coming back to the word, he said, Watch this, come boldly. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I gotta go, and I got that's not my message. Come boldly to the throne room of grace. Now, why did he say boldly? How do I come boldly? That's like God saying, I want you to rush through this door. Come boldly. To the throne room of grace, time of mercy, you may receive what he's already at. Which means what he's saying is, when you mess up, say, God, forgive me. I realize that I need more of you. Don't you stay there for another minute. You turn your faith back to me. You break through those doors of condemnation and all that stuff. It's like you rushing through the door. Give me what's mine. Take your forgiveness. Somebody say, take your forgiveness. The problem with you is you keep waiting for God to come bring your forgiveness. You're supposed to ah, come boldly to the throne room of grace and take it. How can you take it? Because it's already been. ah, I can always take what's already been. I can always take what's already been. But I don't, if I don't realize it's been given, I'm waiting for it to come. Which means some of you still waiting for things to come that's already been given. I got to quit. I'm sorry. I get excited now. You're waiting on things that's already been given. That's why the Bible already told you all things are yours. The problem is it's only as yours that you understand enough. Uh, all right, let me get to the story where I'm going. So, God. ah, Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, I receive. Come on, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for dying. Thank you for, come on, carrying me, God. I, I lay down my conscience and I come into Christ. Come on, I lay down my conscience. I come into Christ. I lay down my broken conscience and I come into Christ. So, Daniel, this is the last thing. Y'all, y'all, I'm going to get you out of here. Daniel, is in jail. And I believe God put him there because he got too comfortable in the palace and he wasn't manifesting what he was supposed to come into. Which means sometimes God don't put you in jail because you did something wrong. It's because of what's in you that he knows that if, you don't, if he don't wake you up, you're not going to move. Some of you, so, you have so much worth that if God allows you to stay stagnant. So he allowed Gina to come and call you and act a fool. I hope nobody named Gina. Don't forgive me. He allowed Larry to, to do something. You understand? Because he knows if you just stay in your regular life, he has no way to do anything through you. So he has to wake you up and sometimes make you feel like you're in jail. Because in jail, you need God. In jail, it makes me say, God, okay, I give up. God knows what it takes to turn your face. That's why you don't complain and everything. He knows if I am in your hands, you know my steps. I'm going to allow myself to say, God, I submit to what you have. You've been crying too long rather than learning. So he was in jail. And he's in jail with an answer. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you was in jail with an answer? Ah. Somebody say I got the answer. You have a treasure in this, what? Earth, earth, but we have this treasure in what? Earthly vessel. That the excellence of the power of God may not be of us. We are hard pressed by every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. Shut down, but not destroyed. I, that, the rest of that is very good, but I'm, I'm going to stop there. You are, the, the treasure is where? So what, what do you do when treasure is in jail? Now, let me tell you why treasure go to jail sometimes. Because the earthly rulers have a problem. But when treasure is out and they don't interpret the problem, sometimes we got to go to jail so God can wake us up to the problem. I hope y'all can read through the lines this morning. I'm sorry, I can't slow down. Somebody said there was an issue. The, 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 the evil king had a dream. We have an American dream. Stay with me. There's an, a dream, but although there's a dream, there's no interpretation. I don't know about you, but I went to college, and they don't have the interpretation. I don't know about you. We don't have many, many, many scholars, but they don't have the interpretation. So God hides the interpretation in something called the body. But it's interesting, the body, when they don't know they're the body, they're looking for the world dream. So Daniel is in jail with the answer, working out his prophetic utterance. He said, nobody can answer that. I have the answer. <laughs> Tell the king, because the king was ready to kill everybody. All right? I don't have time to go through this. I'm going to just paraphrase. All right? It's time to go. The king was ready to kill everybody. He killed his sorcerers, everybody. Daniel was so of God, he said, I don't want nobody else to die, not even the sorceress. <laughs> I don't want nobody else to die. I have an answer for what your dream is. Could it be that God is giving you an answer for what the dream is? Could it be that you've been waiting on the system to change and you are the answer to the system? Could it be that you've been waiting on the school district to change, but you are the ah? Could it be that ah y'all don't want to hear this today? Could it be that you are the answer to the things that God is trying to bring you on earth for, but you've been waiting for them to do it? God bring the answer. God bring the answer. You are the answer. What I'm saying is you're thinking God is going to do a magic trick and come do it. Let me let me share something with us. The problem is we still think that evil only came. <laughs> we think evil started with Satan. We think evil started two thousand years ago. When the Bible says that the, inner, the, the adversary Satan was deceived. Now, where did deception come from? Let me come out of that. I'm sorry. I, I, I walked in a line. I was. I was about to go there. I'm so sorry. That's way too much. No, no, no. Let's stay right here. All right. So, <laughs> Jesus. So, so, what I want you to know, that God has put an answer in you. You didn't come to earth for nothing. The answer might be in jail. But the dream needed. Let me ask you why, are you, why do you think that we are going to live happily ever after in this world if we don't come to the forefront? How did you think that? Are, are we trusting in the world that much? And let me tell you, we do. We trust more in the world mentality, especially if they got a degree about it. You don't know they're Wic- Wiccans. Witches, y'all don't. We don't know. They say a couple of things, and we like, cool. I'm bored with him. When you have the answer to the issue, Daniel walked in there, got the answer. Watch this. Became the ruler because of what was in him. You can only be the ruler when you come into understanding of what's in you. Prayer. Secures you. Wisdom is the principle. Some of you, God is trying to give you understanding and wisdom. But you're not learning because you're thinking your prayer is going to get you there. Prayer gives you the motive and the motivation and the security to hold it. But wisdom and knowledge give you the understanding of it. That's why he told you to be shrewd as a serpent and... Which means some of you are going to walk with some devils. But you're going to dance with them and grab their keys. No, we're friends. Yeah. The problem is you can't dance with them because you're going to tell them what you believe about your church. You got to know God has wisdom. He knows time, seasons, and things. Daniel didn't go in there and say, I know your dream." He said, give me some time. Let me interpret through the mercies of God to understand it. He didn't walk in his day. Well, I know how to interpret it. I go to First Baptist on First Street. My pastor is Dr. James J. Bryant. Hold on, let me get it. bro. That's not, listen to what I'm saying. They're not looking for that. They're looking for the answer. Sometimes the person that you think needs to know your Christian, they they wasn't called to you, but that you were called to just grab their keys for everybody else. All right, I'm trying to give you all some strategy now, but we we, will stay in the church realm. Somebody say wisdom. You cannot get. The promise. Let me say this. You can't break the spirit of poverty. Now, y'all, I just said spirit of poverty. But let me tell you something. And I'm getting that word out of my because it's not a spirit. You know, poverty is not a spirit. I can't rebuke poverty off of you. I can't say Come on, spirit of poverty. Because it has nothing to do with a spirit. It's a curse, but a curse come off with understanding and knowledge. So if I've been living in a sequence of this rotation of reinforced, broken understanding, poverty is waiting at my door. Are you all hear what I'm saying? So what God is saying, I need you not to be like the old, but coming to the knowledge. I don't want to reject you because of the lack of knowledge. I want you to understand who I am to you. And as you learn more of me and go through the processes, you're going to come into understanding and break the spirit of poverty off of your generation. How many of y'all hear me this morning? How many of you ready to make a blessing, not only for your children, but your children's children? I don't know about y'all. I'm tired of the broken language. I'm ready to come into what he said. I'm, t- I'm tired of that. We, we got to come into. Th- I believe the word of God. If this is what you say we can have, I believe it. But don't just receive it in air. I receive. Yeah, but do you know what that comes with? With all that getting, you can hit some music. I'm done. God is looking for you to know the value of you. Because their dreams need the answer. God is not only interested in saving believers, he's interested in saving those who are lost so they can see the God that he is. Do you know how many people came to Christ because Daniel became the king? You know what? This man is so wise, we need to worship his God. Oh! But what we do is say, hey, we ain't supposed to be having all that. Why are you you trying to do all that for? Why are you trying to be the leader? We're giving away everything. Well, God told me to give it all away. And we're sitting back. God is saying, your prayer. It's not only for me to come do something. It's for you to understand through me all things are possible. That you come into all things by who I am to you and through you. So your thoughts are not your thoughts anymore. They're mine. And I told you I want everything. It's all mine. I'm restoring all. I am restoring how many things? So if he's restoring all things, what are you restoring? Oh, but you're giving it up. I don't want that. We talk about people in the church. I don't know why he's riding that. He don't even pay his tithe. Do you rather the the believer have it or do you want it? He's restoring all things to himself. Now, where is himself? Oh, so if he is in me and he's restoring all things to himself, when I have it, it's as if he had. That's why he said the city is happy. Yeah, you get it now. When you're in leadership, because it's not just you, it's the God that you serve. Stand to your feet if you can.